and salutations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two Nerdy Black Guys. This is the flagship podcast of the Delta Juliet Mike Media Complex over at DeltaJulietMike.com, baby. I'm DJM. I'm also known as David. I don't think anybody really calls me DJM anymore. I don't think. Except this guy does. Yes. This guy does. Uh, the guy you hear, the other nerdy black guy, you probably know way more from DKG Welp, courtesy of Drunk Kids Gaming and everything else he does. Photographer, YouTuber, and just all around outstanding gentleman extraordinaire. K-pop aficionado, I might add as well. Brandon Cooper himself, King Kaz. What's up, Kaz? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, sir. I can't complain, mostly because it's my show and I'm the one responsible for everything that goes wrong. You can't take all the blame. Uh, I'm here. I mean, it, we we started off doing this, and then Alexa wanted to chime in. Uh, I do. I recently bought an Echo Dot, but I guess Alexa heard me and and she wanted to chime in on the podcast because you know Alexa actually has pretty good taste in TV. Maybe she wanted to chime in. On the newest Netflix show we're reviewing. Uh, and what show is this, Kaz? It is Subra, a – I don't really know how to describe it. It's like a coming-of-age crime drama um, about three young men living in Rome and their trials of of dealing with the underworld in Rome. Uh, yeah, that that is generally the premise of Subra, Blood on Rome. We have three young men from three different parts of Rome and its uh, crime world. And we learn and watch them. We were introduced to Aurelio Adami, uh, who is a, a son of the Adami family, who seems to be a pretty respected family in Rome. Uh, mm-hmm. we are, we get, uh, Spadino, Alberto, Anicelli, Anicelli. Uh, who is the son of uh, another another family who also has a, a bit of a well he he's he's an interesting one we're we're definitely going to talk about him and third third is I don't know we'll we'll run through it maybe maybe they want to chime in did did you watch this show with somebody else Cass <laughs> no. Okay, well, uh, and I was just going to say the third character, Gabriele Lele Marchili, uh, mm-hmm. who is a, a good kid gone bad, as it were, who is also the son of a police officer, Franco, a detective, yes. and their lives in the city of Rome. And mm-hmm. there are also quite a few other characters as well. Uh, now, Kaz, my first instinct uh, after immediately turning off the English dubbing, oh my god, <laughs> dude! I, I I made it about maybe ten minutes in, right? Because the first the first couple scenes, dude, really? I, I was like, I, I was like fifteen seconds, like just hearing that English dubbing. It was like, oh my yeah. god, the, the English dub just all 10 seconds that I heard of it, that offended me more than any anime English dub I've ever watched. And th- that is, was, that is the it truth. Was so, so bad. And I was like, this, no, this isn't, no, this isn't how this is supposed to sound. I was like, no, this can't, no, 
I was like, like no. I, I heard it immediately, and, and all I could say was, Netflix, how dare you? How dare you <laughs> yes. put an English dub on this? It's in Rome. These are Italian families. Of course I'm going to listen to this in Italian. What yeah. is what is wrong with you, Netflix? Why would you I, do that? I think it only took me that long because I thought about the possibility of leaving it on. And I think like I, I think I hit that point you did in like the first few seconds, right? And I was like, oh no, this isn't right. This is not right at all. And then I kind of let it go and I was like, maybe all right, maybe it gets better. Oh no. And then no. maybe like another I wouldn't even say ten minutes, maybe like another like thirty seconds in, I was like, I can't I can't do this. I can't do this like this. No. There's no way. There's no way I could Hell I can sit no. through this show and then talk about it on a podcast if I do this. <laughs> like so I had no, to that, I had to turn it off. For, for me, it was immediate. Like I, as soon as I heard it, because because I still had the subtitles on, one, the the dubbing was off from the subtitles too, which was even worse. But it was also just so bad. Yeah, it was it was lazy. It was just like, huh, you think that that's crazy? Wait, wait till you see me shoot him in the face and then you'll know what crazy is. And I'm like, oh, my, no, just get away. Stop. Stop. Immediate. No, no. So for for everyone, if you do watch Sabura after this podcast, watch it in Italian. Yes. Put on the the subtitles on. Don't be a rube. You'll have a. Just you'll have a better experience. Listen to it in Italian, significantly better. Even if you don't like the show, it'll be a better experience. (laughs) Now, Um, Kaz, for me, the the immediate comparison I made with this show after watching for a while, yeah, it was the the Wire. wire. It was the Wire. Yeah, no, absolutely. I got, I got about. I got about maybe to the second episode, and I was like, "There's so much of this." That reminds me of The Wire in in all the good ways, right? Like, like yes. it, there are parts kind of early. I, I will I will I'm I'm gonna admit straight out, the first two episodes were a struggle for me. Um, just legitimately. It was a really hard struggle for me to make it through the first two episodes. And it's because it is a very dry, gritty thing, right? And there and it and it opens up really hard. And it 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 wants to yeah. To it, just... it opens up really hard because <laughs> I had to tell you those that like you know the scene I'm talking about the, the that, straight that, out. Let's start with an orgy. Yeah, yeah. It, it start it starts with an orgy, and, and this this caught me way the hell off guard because I'm like sitting down in front of the TV, like all right, let's. Let's sit down. Let's, let's get settled. Let's, let's change those subtitles and, and put on the Italian dialogue. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. This is the pace we're going for. All right. Yeah. Boobs, boobs they, and peens all over the they, place. They went, they went full HBO in like no time flat. <laughs> I was like, it, 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 it literally caught the American in me, right? It, it caught my American prudishness quickly. And I had to, I had to, I had to like turn it off. And I was like, how dare they? And I was like, oh, nope, let it go. Just watch. And I was like, all right, we're good. Um, but 
outside of that, the the first episode. Um, so you 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 mentioned some of the characters and kind of some of the main characters, right? And you kind of learn their worlds a little bit. So you have you have um, kind of our goody two shoes character who kind of wants to dance with the dark side of Rome, but doesn't really, really, really want to be in it. Right. He's kind of this third party person, right? He, he sets things up. He kind of comes and enjoys the lifestyle and then he walks away from it. Um, that's Gabrielle. Um, and then you see, uh, I can't, I can never remember his name. The, the blonde character. Um, Oh, uh, Aureliano. Aureliano. Yeah. So he's kind of more our, the more gritty gangster, but he has a lot, a lot, a lot of emotional shit going on between him and yes, his family. Yes, he does. His, his <laughs> like, father, his sister, the the land they own. And, and that that's another really cool thing about Sabura that I really notice is that all of these things going on, they were mm-hmm. about land and property that and that to me was something that was really new because with crime shows like this or mafia shows it's usually about drugs or guns or some combination of the two but no this was strictly about the city property in rome and around mm-hmm. rome and around this port and yeah. who or, or the possibility of yeah, the possibility of of controlling that land and profiting off of it, right? Um, and everybody had plans for it, right? Um, Aliano wanted to just kind of reclaim part of himself in reclaiming the land that his mom once controlled, right? He he just wanted to turn it into something and make it something to remember her by, right? He kind of, to me, has the he he has the most passion kind of in 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 a good sense of what he wants to do with it but the only way he knows to go about it is is this life that he's learned from his family family business yeah um and he just kind of comes he he, he's such a cool character right because he kind of comes and goes right and you you could almost I, I, I started out looking at him like a brat, right? Like this kid who's just going against the grain, doesn't want to follow the rules, and is just kind of doing his own thing and acting out and and doing all this stuff because he doesn't know what else to do. But it's he's he's just so lost is what it is, right? And he's just he just wants to just do his own thing and have everyone else kind of leave him alone. Because you 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 come to these things where you you just realize, man, he's and that's so really how own. all that's really how all of these sh- all three of these guys are, yeah. And and before you and I'll let you finish on Aureliano, but uh, that's definitely the core of Spadino, who definitely wants to be on his own. <laughs> oh yeah, but we'll talk because about him he, in a second. Well, no, no, no. We can talk about Spadino, right? Because he kind of has a almost the worst right he's being groomed to be this gangster in his family and his brother's eyes right because his brother controls the family at the moment and his brother is trying to groom him to be you know to stand beside him or be the next in line um and 
he just doesn't want that, right? And then he's also hiding so much from the world. Um, right. And he also has One. so much to deal with being a because he's also a gypsy, right? Like, yeah. That. <laughs> in, yeah, him being a gypsy in Italy and being in this family and just even being involved with the other families in Rome was just a whole nother thing on top of that. And just as a personality, he was fantastic. It oh, was, yeah. no, I, I, love... I found him impossible not to root for. I just he, love he was a how over the top character. he is, right? Because he, he's so over the top. And at first it comes across as a little much, right? And you're like, oh, I, I my feel God, like Kaz, like t- to me, he was not over the top. Like to me, he was just the right amount of like fun and flamboyant. Like th- th- yeah. there were a lot of things in Spadino that I see in myself in, in <laughs> that when, when he's out and having a good time, he's really having a good time. Yeah. And even, even a guy like Aureliano, like tries he might to, to be like the hard, tough guy. Like he, he can't help but enjoy have having Spadino around for the most part, but we'll get to yeah. that in a second. Go ahead, Kaz. We'll, we'll definitely um, get into uh, uh, some more of the issues with Spadino because he yeah, but he had a lot going on. His his kind of basis, right, is, and I mean, it, I can see how that's hard for him, right, because they are straight up traditional gypsies right everybody the whole family lives in one house and while it might be a giant house it it's one house with a lot of people in it right and that, that i don't know how he didn't go crazy like sooner <laughs> like, like just all those people around always looking at you always expecting something of you always looking to you to to and then the whole thing about him getting married and oh yeah the, sure the, the forced marriage oh god he was he was dying like you just couldn't help but feel terrible for him he was dying because you would think you and and once again it's the american prudishness right you would think that the the girl would have the same kind of displeasure in in the forced marriage as he would right so you would think they could almost be be um be kind of a unit right in this like yo man we're being forced to do this thing that we both don't want to do like you know but she's like nah this is this is how this goes like what's up let's let's do this dog and he's like oh, fuck, not you too <laughs> like, <laughs> like i really don't want to yeah um and it's just it's just crazy right because she has her own agenda too right she's like yo i'm trying to run this like i'm trying to run this house if you're gonna be the boss i'm gonna be the queen bee okay yeah um i i I know where my place is and i i thought that was kind of cool that she had this this like kind of everybody has an agenda in this show right and they have a tool of of wanting to get power and and wanting to like um gain for themselves right so i find it i find that super interesting um 
because sometimes sometimes you you in in if this was an american show they try to put somebody in here who's kind of righteous right um and lead you through that character right but i love that just pretty much everyone in here was just dark as fuck like they just had their own agendas and they just you know wanted to just um get for the get something for themselves right because you even have to to digress a little bit from our main characters you even have the politician right who everybody says yes. the super righteous guy who the man of the people Amadeo. um and and trying to do things for the people and that's what he is right and that's who he is in, and that's what he in the beginning he, for in the case of amadeo sinaglia uh, that's his name. I was really rooting for this guy because I, I wanted him to be kind of this virtuous character that would work his way up. But mm-hmm. that's not how it works in Rome. And yeah. he knew that eventually he would have to do some things and he would have to eventually get in touch with the character Samurai. And we'll talk about Samurai in a second, but Kaz, I, I want to bring up Sinalia, uh, the politician, for a minute, because his story arc in this season was absolutely brilliant. This was some great TV writing, because mm-hmm. in the beginning, he really is just this real politician doing things for the people. He takes the bus to work, not as a political stunt, but he does it for real. Yeah, uh, but and later on, there is a moment where he's at home with his wife and he's putting his shoes on, getting ready to go to work. And his wife says, you need some new shoes. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, and, I love the th- whole this is thing. how the story arc starts with him. Where well, well he, it even starts on the bus, right? Because he looks at Samurai's shoes, and Samurai has on these kind of working-class shoes, right? And he has on these working-class shoes, and he's just like, you know, he, he kind of takes a chuckle at it, that this guy who is a well-known, well-known, like, criminal, um, just, you know, kind of walks around looking kind of just like an average guy, right? Um... And, he rides a scooter like a lot of right. people. <laughs> and you get to the I mean, I love Samurai. You get to this point where he's having that conversation with his wife and his wife is like, you know, you got to get new shoes. Sometimes you just have to do something for yourself. And he's like, that's just not he's like, you know, that's not the kind of man I am. I do for others. And she's like, you know, you there's nothing wrong with taking a moment for yourself. Um. Which, you know, leads leads to a bigger discussion later on. But it, it, it kind of is the start of that, right? Because then he, he kind of wants to test the waters of like, well, you know, what what is what does that mean to do for me? Like, what, what do I want? Let's, let's you know? see how far this goes. Right. And he, he and goes out. He, he had political aspirations. Yeah. He, start, he starts out with, with great political aspirations, right? And. He goes out and he gets those new pairs of shoes, and this is kind of later on, but it's a, it's a it's a long analogy that that comes around to something, where he goes and he gets the shoes and he puts them on, and she's like, "You you already look a lot better. How do you feel?" And he's like, "I I feel better, you know, like 
and he's like, it's just, you, you see the interest in just how a little bit of change, right. And a little bit of for yourself can, can change a lot, you know, a, a lot. Um, and it just is like the thing that just ends up sending him deeper into the, you know, into the, the darkness, I guess, but just makes him realize that like, it's, there's nothing wrong with, you know, doing for yourself a little bit. And what was really interesting is that later on in the series, he's having a conversation with Samurai, and Samurai notices the shoes, and the camera pans on the shoes. And Samurai says, those shoes don't really fit you. And he he yeah. says, he says, yeah, they do. I'm trying something new. And then he <laughs> says something like, yeah, we're business partners now. And then later on in the series, uh, Samurai says it back to him, like, yeah, we're business partners now. And one of the final scenes of the series was the two of them kind of agreeing that these two are the business partners for the city of Rome. And they both have plans for the city of Rome uh, mm-hmm. on both sides of the the line, whether it's the, yeah. the legal line or the I, illegal I, line. I love that discussion, too, right? Because... Samurai is, is, and then we'll get into Samurai here, right? Like, Samurai is this guy who runs a criminal enterprise, but he, he's a man of himself, right? He, he does his own dirty work in a sense, right? Like, like, even from the very beginning, he's, he doesn't send a messenger, right? He, he's not the kind of guy who sends somebody to make a point for him. He makes the point himself. He he comes to you himself. He offers things to you himself. If he wants to take something away from you, he takes it away with his own hands. He doesn't let someone else do those things for him. Um and he's very direct. And I loved that kind of crime boss, right? He's just he's so direct and he's so methodical and everything is is so thought out. And he's never he never thinks of someone else doing it. He has to be the one that's doing it right. Like there are other people who run other parts of the things for him, but he seems to always know exactly what's going on and always has. I was really amazed by Samurai because I can't ever recall a character in a show like this that was always seemingly in complete control of everything all the time mm-hmm. Th- that really amazed me uh even when he had his upper people uh in the mafia to answer to when it came to the land he really never seemed to lose his cool until the very very end which we'll talk about in a second a- yeah. and that really impressed me cuz i'd never seen a character like that anywhere yeah, like I, I love the whole, um, like I just, I just love just the way he kind of shows up, right? You hear about him and, and you hear these things and you kind of see him here and there. And then, like, he just shows up on his scooter, has a conversation with somebody, makes it, makes a very clear point, like, hey, these are how things are going to go. If you're not, if you're not down with it, then, you know, you know, either walk away now or, you know, if if you make trouble, you'll you'll get killed. You know, like and he's and, just and he so... even sa- he even said a couple of times, literally, his words were, "I will get my hands dirty." And yeah. 
he, and, and like you he's said, not, Ray, he's not afraid to do that. You you kind of sometimes see characters that are close to this, but they're never really like this, right? And then at some point, they'll always send someone else to do that thing, right? But no, he is constantly the he's constant. He constantly puts himself in front of everything, right? He doesn't hide at all, and I love that about his character. He doesn't hide who he is. He doesn't. He doesn't shy away from who he is he just is that right because he could kind of be this guy who could hide behind the sense of of like of having other people do his dirty work and kind of live in the light but he doesn't right he he embraces that that darkness that is what people think of him he he embraces it and he uses it to his advantage and it is so good and it is so cool and like he just doesn't shy away from anything and i just love that about his character and like you said you get to that end scene between these two guys and he's like you know i i run this city i know all the inner workings i know all these things and i love that um the politician just tells him like he's just like no like no he's like or the overseer you're, like you're, you, you're <laughs> we're administrators okay nobody rules rome uh yeah. we're we're administrators we're managers we can manage things mm-hmm. and that um, that i think really was kind of the whole point like even with sarah monoski uh the woman who was married to the property owner and she was also the accountant for the vatican yeah. Uh, even even they didn't really rule Rome, and I, I do want to talk about Sarah Manoski because I I loved her for multiple reasons uh, in this series. Uh, she, uh, her, and her husband were big in real estate in Rome, uh, and she was doing. She really was kind of working both sides of the aisle. She was working with the the politicians as well as the vatican and then we also see her associating with gabrielle lele so mm-hmm. she was also really in the plan of our three stars uh, of their plan to take the land for themselves because that's yeah. really the core of it aurelio spadino and lele they wanted to break away from their family's lives and take the land in Rome, Ostia, to be precise, for themselves, just to well, get away from their so, families. So, and Manoski, Sarah Manoski, was kind of roped into helping them due to an incident at the Vatican, which is really how all of this starts. Yeah, so let's start with that, right? So, like we said, this the show starts with an opening scene of an of an orgy, and it's a party that's set up by Lele, who we haven't talked about much. Um, who's who's like I said, he's the son of a policeman, but he's kind of a low, a low bit drug dealer. Um, and like I said, he dances with the dark side, but he doesn't. He never really steps into it. Um, he's kind of kind of a bratty kid a little bit. Um. And and he has to learn a lot about himself throughout this series. So he sets up this party for her so that she can kind of entice the uh, overseer of the Vatican who, who controls all the properties um, into giving her the property so that, you know, so that they can sell it to her husband and that they can profit off of it. Um, 
while at the same time trying to kind of make side deals with with the criminal world so that she can then you know uh betray those side deals that she's making um and it starts with the priest ODing <laughs> uh, at this party because of trouble between the gypsies and the Adminis because they were supposed to deliver drugs. Uh, Aureliano was supposed to dr- deliver drugs and he doesn't. So Spadini ends up delivering drugs and it causes all this ruckus. And then they find out that the guy's a priest and they decide to blackmail him. And then on top of it, they find out that the hooker he was with recorded himself, recorded her sleeping with the priest. Um, and they, they have all these things that they want to use against the priest to try to get money out of him initially. Um, and that just, that just their, their initial plan was just so rough and, and they just couldn't hold that plan together. <laughs> So suffice to say, it was immature. It was, it was very immature. They just wanted, they wanted to make a quick buck. Right. Um, and they were all happy with trying to make a quick buck. Um, and then they kind of find out as they go, there's, there's bigger things that they could get out of this. Right. There's, there's just bigger things on the horizon that they could earn. Um, and I think that's kind of where where you kind of take a stand for all of them that they're just like, man, you know what? Like, fuck, I want more. You want more. We all want more. Let's let's get it. You know, we let's work together. We don't want to deal. Like, we don't want to deal with our families. We don't want to deal with samurai. We sure as hell don't want to deal with the Vatican. Fuck them. And yeah. yeah, let's just go after it. Let's try and get everything. And, and it, it's it's wild. It, you see how the show starts. And then you see how the show ends, and it's like, wow. Uh, and God, I, I want to talk about this with you, but at the same time, I don't want to spoil it for everyone, because I, I think, Kaz, you and I are both in agreement that we could recommend this. Yeah, actually. So, like I said, the first couple episodes are a struggle, um, and they were definitely a struggle for me, because they're kind of rough, right? Um, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I... I think I probably appreciated the first couple of episodes more than you. Uh, I can understand that those first couple of episodes were rough, but I appreciated them because I really appreciated all of the characters really early on. And that's, that's such a great feeling when you can appreciate every character in a show. And that's rare. And, Every character in this show is so well written and has so much depth. Like even the minor characters, like Sarah Manoski's husband, or even the hooker uh, who who recorded the conversation, she doesn't go away immediately. Like even the minor characters, mm-hmm. everyone on this show is so well done, and that that is that is so amazing. That this and. When you start seeing them fleshed out more, it's it's really satisfying to get through. Yeah, I also I also love all of the kind of undertone tensions that happens in the show, right? Also, the the backfighting in the families, right? Um, Spadino dealing with with being gay and having this wife Spoiler. and having all this this family stigma, right? Because his mother knows that 
that her son is gay and she's like, look, that's not going to fly. Right. You're going to you're going to go in there. You're going to bone this girl and you're going to come out normal. <laughs> like, like um, and all the pressure being put on him from his brother to 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 grow up and and be the head of run the family. Fam- and be the head of the family. Um, and then and then. On top of that, the then pressure coming from his wife to bone her. Like, like I love, like, I didn't think that part was going to be good to me. But as that went on, I loved that part that she's like, look, you got to get up in this. You got to bone me. It's going to happen one way or another. Like, you're going to do this. He just looked so miserable. He looked so (laughs) miserable. It's just like I don't want to touch you, woman. Like, please, fuck off. <laughs> like, and I love that he constantly is telling her that too. He's just like, fuck off. I don't want to touch you, dude. Like, like God damn Kaz, it, Kaz. I don't know about you, but I, I feel like I thought early on, mm-hmm. like early on in the series, I thought she knew. Like right after their <laughs> wedding night, I thought he fi- she figured it out. But it yeah. seemed like, wait, she doesn't know. Until no, she just thought she, he was in love with someone else, right? And that, like, well, well, he he kind of was. Yeah, he, he was. was. But we're we're not going to spoil that. We're not going to spoil that. <laughs> Except we will say, yes, it is a dude. Uh, but <laughs> and then when she she finds out, it's like, oh, I see. And I love it. I love it that she just. She's just not a good person, right? Because then she just uses that even more to try to get him to. She's like, oh, now I definitely know. And now you're definitely going to do this because if you don't, I'm going to let everyone know that you're a fucking, that you're gay, right? Like, and it's just like, holy crap, are there no redeemable characters in this at all? And I love that. There was one. There was one. And that was Lele's father. Uh, who, who was a police officer? Is he, was a he though? Because oh, I, I believe he was. Even even his father, right? The, as the police officer, is trying to force Lele to to be something he doesn't want to, right? And in he well, he's sort so... of. I would say it seemed like there were a few times during the show where he was saying to Lele, "You got your degree. You're going to graduate. I'm proud of you." And, and he even said a couple of times, "You don't want to be a cop." Like it's it's not no it was everyone else he he was so his father was so in on him being well his father was so on him not just not just being a cop right his father is like being an officer an officer yeah you're gonna be better than me you're gonna be the better version of me I felt like that's what his father was doing right is his father was like I'm grooming you to be the better me. And, and I understand that, but I, I guess in, in a way he was saying, like, I don't want you to have the life that I have as a cop. I'm out there on the streets dealing with these, these dudes on the streets. If you're, but I want you to be better than that. So I, I understand where he was coming from in that regard. But yeah, I, I definitely see what you're saying about him wanting Lele to be a cop. Uh, but because, like, early on, like, his father and some of the other police officers were saying to him, 
you're you're gonna you're gonna be an officer. You're gonna be a commander. You're not gonna be yeah. out except on for the, the one old cop who's guys. just literally yeah. like, look, don't don't do this. Don't don't do you don't this. you don't want this. You don't, don't want don't this life. This. <laughs> right? I love that one old cop because he just every time you saw him, he's like, don't 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 do this. Don't please. You don't, don't. want this life, don't, son. Don't you do don't this. want this. <laughs> like, just that like old man that pops up and like, mm mm mm. Don't that's, don't you do that. <laughs> that's that's like old DJM telling the the anime kids about podcasting. You you, you don't want this life. You don't want this life. Yeah. You um, you really don't want this life. Yeah. You don't want. Like this even life. at his father's funeral, he's like, Mm-mm, you don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I just love it. I'm like, this old man's got it right, man. He knows. Like, um, and and it seemed like that's what his father was kind of trying to do yeah but but at the same time saying if you do if you do become a cop don't don't be don't be out on these streets you know Mm -hmm. you don't you don't want that so let's talk a little bit about the two crime families right the the um the adamis and and the the anachletis Yes. So the Adamis are kind of this traditional crime family, right? They they hide all their stuff through kind of legitimate real estate and and storefronts and things like that. But they're kind of tied up in drug sales and money laundering and and these things. Um, and you have the father who's the head of the family, the sister who's kind of the you know she's the she's lieutenant. Taken, she's the lieutenant. Like, yeah, she's yes, taken, she's a woman, but she's definitely the second. Yeah, she's taken kind of the she's she's more than her brother, who's probably in everyone else's around them eyes being groomed to be the leader. She's kind of more the one who's taking the lessons in. Right. She knows how to present herself. She knows how to control. She knows how to follow the money. She knows how to control her money. She knows what to do with her money. She knows where to put her money, all these kind of things where her brother is kind of just literally a thug, right? He just, that's what he knows how to do. He knows how to be a thug. Um, He's out there to fuck shit up. That, that, that's yeah. his, that's what he's about. I kind of, a lot in this series, I, I saw a lot of similarities between, between, um, Arleano. Arleano? Yeah. And Aureliano. Samurai. Like, I just saw so okay. many similarities see between that. them, right? Because as the show goes on, right, he kind of, he kind of is a bit of a brat at first, but then he kind of, as, as he starts to like grow throughout the show, and even even to take control of his family, right? He does everything himself, right? He doesn't necessarily send people to do the work for him. He always finds a way to get the upper hand in a situation. He may not know how to do it like Samurai does, but he finds a way to take control of these situations, right? And he knows when to make deals and he knows when to just be violent, right? Um Maybe he goes to violence a little bit quicker than Samurai does, but I think there's all these undertones of like. But then it makes you think. It makes you think of what Samurai was like, like twenty years ago. Right, and there's a lot of hints to that. Right, there's a lot of hints to oh, when he was younger, he was a lot more brash. Right, and that's I think where those I start to make those comparisons, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like these two are so similar in a way. Right, like it's it's a it's a mirror of young and old um 
and you could just see it, right? He wants to do everything himself, where his sister is kind of more of a give orders, right? And and she doesn't she she is in control until her emotions get the better of her, right? And then once her emotions get the better of her, she doesn't know how to react. Um, and there's a couple times throughout the series where that happens. Like, and I, I'm not going to spoil all of them, but the the earliest one is where she shoots his dog, right? Because he kills one of the oh, one of the gypsies. Sh- she shot the dog, Livia. She shot the <laughs> dog. Yeah, she just <laughs> folks, like, folks. Guys, we got to tell you, Livia, Livia Adami, she is cold blooded. <laughs> she's cold blooded, Kaz. Right. Because she's like, look, get rid of the dog. And, you know, we can make things right with dad. And, like, don't worry about it. And his father finally finds out everything that happened. And him and his father arguing and going at it. And they're both being men, you know, and just yelling and wrestling and fighting. You know, and throwing father son stuff. And, right. And she's like, look. I told you what to do. Get rid of the fucking dog. So there. Boom. Done. Dealt with. Get the. Let's get out of here. Like, I'm fucking up my shoes on this beach. Like, and, like. and even the dad for a second was like, oh, God, she actually shot the dog. He's like, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> shit. Like, like, all right. That's how you handle and that. Aureliano was so devastated. Aureliano, he really grew to love that dog. And it was just like, right. oh, my like, God. Those are those- she is cold as ice. Those are those moments where you see the compassion in him, right? Because you just think he's just this murderous, like, just emotional kid, right? Like, because he he seems to just react and do things, right? And he's so pissed that he has to he has to apologize to the gypsy, right? For for being on their turf and and has to give him money and then has to take his shit that he reacts and he kills the dude, right? And then he sees the dude's dog and he's like, oh, fuck. Like, well, I got a dog now. Right. And and you, you, you go through that moment with him where he's like, well, fuck, I'm going to just leave the fucking dog here. It's not my problem, right? Like, I got to get rid of this body. And then it's just like, Maybe I can't just leave the like, fucking well, dog here. Like, that's shit. fucked up. Like, it's my fault that the dog's here. Like the dog didn't do anything. Shit. All right. You know what? Fine. Fucking let's go, dog. Like <laughs> fine. I got a dog now. Okay. Jeez. Right. And then he's still he and he's still at first he's still kind of regretting that decision, right? And then after a while he's like, man, I love this fucking dog, man. This dog is cool, man. Like no, I'm they I'm never let me this have a dog, dog to my home. I'm gonna take this dog home with with my girl. Yeah, like that, um, I, I was rooting for that so much, like him and his girl Isabel and their dog living in this nice little home. Like I was rooting for that. Uh, he, so he much. My man did not get to keep anything. He no, he didn't. <laughs> um, and it's just it's it's bad. Um, and like I I just love that right because he he learned and I think that's a lesson that he learns right because you you have this moment later well kind of in the middle of the series after the gypsies try to kill um after the gypsies try to kill him right and samurai comes to his father and he's like look don't retaliate you know we need we need them we need you guys to stay clear-minded we need everything to stay status quo and we need everything to stay calm and his father is like how can i not react you know they they tried to kill my son they tried to take my son from me how would you react and samurai's like that's why i don't have kids so i don't have to have these issues you know like that's that's exactly what he said (laughs) 
and it, it's just a great moment. And I, I, I also love that moment, right? Because it's it's kind of one of those first things where you see how far Samurai is willing to go and, and the control he has, right? Because he's just like, he tells him things have to stay the same. And he's like, look, I don't care. They tried to kill my son, you know, and fuck anybody who says I shouldn't do anything, even if that means saying fuck you. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? What? You said what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, and, and even for a moment, he was still like, this is still my son. It's still like, I know who you are, but this is my son. Okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like, that's, that's the choice you've made. And we'll see where that takes you, you know? Like, and I, he, he could act brash in that moment. He could be crazy, but Samurai just is calm and he's like, and he, he calculates the situation. He's just like, okay. You know, like, that's fine. You are welcome. You, know, like, you are welcome to go forward. Do as you see fit. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, and he, because he always tells people at the very beginning, remember, everything you do will have a consequence if you go against me, you know? And he he is a man who, who pays out those things. He's just like, you go against me, things have a consequence. Like, But then we I, find out Samurai is not completely invincible himself. Yeah. Um, he, he is, he's kind of a man at the end of his rope, right? Because you find out one, you know, he's, he has his, his old mother that he's taking care of and that because of this life that he lives and because of the way that he deals, he does business, right? The man never sleeps. He's just always going. No, seriously. He literally never sleeps. Right. Like. He he tries like he he takes these moments and he tries to rest, and then as soon as he does, like something happens and he has to go again. And even one of his lieutenants was like, "Boss, you need to get some sleep, like for real." Right? He's like, "You want me to?" He's like, "I can go handle this." And he's like, "Nope, I'll do it myself, as I always do." Like, (laughs) you know, like, and it's just I I love that character, man. I love that character so much. And then Kaz, like we have to talk about this. He he nearly has a terrible, terrible accident. Something that that is so relatable. Like you're you're coming home from work. It's really late at night. It might be really late at night, and your eyes start drooping. And like you're just, and, and he's riding he's riding his scooter, and you see him starting to doze off. And then yeah. he falls off, and it's like, oh, man, jeez. Samurai, please go home and get some sleep, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just, he is just, he just goes, man. And he just, he's a, he's a, he's just such a, he's such a cool character, right? Because he just keeps everything so internal, and he keeps everything so cool, and he somehow, like, even though people know they shouldn't trust him, they trust him, right? He he gains people's trust even when they know, like, like well, well, it's more like they, they don't they, have a choice. They don't have a choice. Yes. Yeah. Um, like they they know they are making amazing. a deal with the devil. Yeah. I I I. I, I, I I almost don't want to talk about it, but it's such a great moment, right? Which is that last moment where everybody always knows that Samurai does business himself, right? He he comes to you himself. And 
um the the Adminis try to 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 ambush him right they set up this this deal to talk about the land um and it's Aureliano as a matter of fact yeah um and they they all show up and he has all these guys they got guns samurai pulls up on his scooter like he always does you know and i love that they take shots at him and he doesn't react right like he's just like huh oh okay um, whatever let me finish i gotta take like, my oh, gloves you got off your guys you got your guys <laughs> no, I, well I, got... I love the whole scene right because he's like i'm gonna take my gloves off take my helmet off put it down put that down okay so what are we talking about here and he's like look you're done old man like like he's like he's like oh am i really (laughs) and he just has all these guys show up with submachine guns and all this stuff and he's just like so i'll cut you in on this deal uh you know i'll give you more than i probably would have given your father because you know he just pretty much did whatever i told him so if that's fine with you, I think that's where we'll go from here. Because if not, you know, we could do this thing. <laughs> like, and I think like that's one of those moments where you see um, Arleano grow as a character, right? Because before he would have just taken that fight, right? He would have just been I like... Was, that's what I was expecting. I was it. expecting like, that. He would have just straight been like, fuck it. Like, all right, you know what? Like, let's let's take this fight. Let's see who comes out on top. But I think throughout the series, he learned that there are always there's always another fight, right? There's always another time, and it's better to 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 take what you can get when you can get it, and then grow and then come back, right? And he saw that moment. He's like, okay, you know what? Because all all I really wanted was the land that that was mine, and I'm gonna get that. And I'm fine with that because that's what he wanted in the first place. Right. And he, he fought until he got that and he got that and he was like, cool, I have what's mine and that's what I want. The characters are our three main characters really grow over the course of this series. And I really don't let's, let's, Let's talk about this without spoiling, like, the final scene with each of these three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we see Lele, we see Aureliano, and we see Spadino. And I, I really thought that it was really fascinating to see how it started off with each of these three guys wanting to get away from their families. And then we see how each of them end up, and it was like, yeah, oh. right. They don't, they don't want to do the thing that's expected of them, right? And or at but least in a not. way, they 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 didn't do what was expected of them, but they took it upon themselves. Like you remember hmm. Lele uh, when he was talking to the the lady police officer, he told her, uh, "Sorry, I guess we are spoiling it." He said, "I want to join the force." And then he said, yeah. I'm not doing it for my dad. I'm doing it for me. I want to I want to join the force. And right. the lady was like, well, if this is your decision, okay. Right. Cuz you cuz you find them all in these in these positions where they realize the 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 things expected of them, right? By the people who expect them aren't what they want, right? But they still, you know, in a sense, want 
what's offered to them, right? Like, and they, they, I think they all initially think they have to go about it through the paths that these people are showing them. And these people are like, you have to do it this way to get to this point. And they're like, well, I, then I don't want it, you know, but they, they circumvent that route and they find ways around these people who are kind of hurdles to them, right? Like Spadino's brother is a hurdle to him. And at first he tries to go around his brother to to find his own path, but it ends up sending him back the other way. And through all and the things through, that happen in this through series, all sorts of circumstances, it's like he takes this on himself. Yeah, you know. Um, and with and Aureliano, it, it, through everything that happened with him and his sister, him and his father, him and Isabel. It really does come to him taking things on himself because he doesn't want to give up his property. Mm-hmm. Like he, he to me is like, I, I really appreciate his character too, right? Because Spadino just wants to kind of be out and about, right? He just, he just wants to just be Spadino able to have Spadino just fun. wants to live. He wants to right. live his life. Um, I loved that. I really loved that about him, where he just wanted to live his life however he wanted. He didn't want to have to deal with the family obligations. He didn't want to have to deal with having a wife and having a son and being like uh, in a gypsy neighborhood and a gypsy family. He didn't like being in the house with all of these other people. He just wanted to go out and live his life however. Like, Early on in the series, the thing is, is that when he was at the club, that that was clearly when he was the happiest or, or when he was out driving or when he was out playing music and he could dance. And and like I, I loved when he would dance because it was just so <laughs> hilarious watching him dance and yeah. just he he was this guy that just wanted to live life and, and just have freedom and he wanted that more than anything. And at the end of the series, he kind of got it because now the family is his, but also nobody's really going to ask him where he's going during the day. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I kind of like that, right? Because even his mother is like, like, if you betray this family, like, She's like, yo, I'll I'll make sure shit happens to you if you're a traitor to this family, right? Um, and Spadino just kind of he he kind of takes this two faced thing to it, right? Where he's giving his family one thing, but he still has all these like deep seated things and hatred for them, and he's holding on to that. But at the same time, he's like, I'm gonna take this shit and I'm gonna make it mine. And I'm going to run it like how the fuck I want to. And no one else is going to say shit. Right. Um, and, and, and even his mom was like, well, it's yours now. I'm not going to tell you anything anymore. Yeah. She's just like, but if I find out you're a traitor, I'll fucking cut you. <laughs> and or, or if I find out that you're you're doing stuff with, with somebody that isn't your wife or we're going to have a problem. Yeah. So he's like. Learning how to, I look legitimately. It 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 doesn't happen this season. I thought he was going to kill her. 
I thought he was going to kill his own mother. Like, I, 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 really I was, was certain gonna... Aureliano was going to kill Livia. I was certain of that. <laughs> oh my god, bro! Like, like I thought, like I they they paint that that at one point one of them was going to stab one of the, the the other in the back, right? Like. And then there's some, there's also kind of also some, some weird undertones to them there, right? Like that, that's there. Um, especially no. that whole, like, I, I, mean, I get what you're saying. I, I get it, but I, I didn't, I didn't get that impression from it. Well, no, I just mean like they, they lay into each other, but it's for their own benefit, right? Like before she kind of mothered him, right? Like, she she kind of mothered her brother to a sense and and then he looked up to her and then it came to this point where he's like well these things are supposed to be mine and she's like well yeah but you don't deserve them i worked harder for them right and she's like just keep being the little boy who i clean up after and everything will be good and he's like no i don't no <laughs> no i'm like this is mine too right and she just kind of in this sense wants to keep playing house with him right she just kind of keep wants to keep mothering him but he's like no you don't get to make those decisions you not do you not get that i hate when people try to make decisions for me and she's like yeah but it's me making the decisions for you so it means they're right um and like <sighs> but who livia they were wow. very they started out very codependent but they both kind of learned their own independence and they didn't know then how to react to each other. You know what I mean? Like, and like, they, they made their way back together as brother and sister while at the same time really living their own lives. Yeah. Um, and then they just, they, they just don't know what to do when they, they reached a certain point. And I, I, I also like the, the racial undertone. Well, overtones i should say not even undertones in this it show. wasn't subtle it was no. not subtle um the the hate on people for being gypsies like uh you know the how they whether they were black gypsies people. black people uh the fact that spadino was definitely not straight yeah i, I don't know i i like i don't know about you kaz but i caught that almost immediately like maybe mm -hmm. it was when they were like first in the club that that his family owns i guess where it was like oh like i see like this is his problem he doesn't want to oh okay oh what are they how's he gonna get I, out I mean, how is he gonna deal with that because they're gonna get have him get married what's he gonna do yeah like one of the very it, it's a pretty early scene where he pulls up to that park and you know the guy comes up to the car and he's like, what's up? You know, and he's, you, you see him thinking about it. Right. And he's just like, then he's like, fuck, I can't, you know, like, cause you know, if somebody knows or anything, right. then, you know, fuck like, and he, you know, so he drives off and, you know, it's just, it's just that thing where he's like, he just doesn't want to deal with that shit. You know, he just, he just wants to have fun like you said he just wants to be a fun loving dude man he wants to live his life let him yeah. live 
Let Spadino live, I say. Let him live. But I, I, I love... I, I initially love the interaction between all three of them, right? Because you have these two. You have Spadino and Aureliano who are just like these kind of hardened criminals uh, in a sense, right? Um, and you have Lele who's not really that hard of a criminal, but he's learning things from these two and they kind of all are learning things from each other. Uh, and at first it kind of starts as a, as a, um, it, it starts as a, as a business partnership, right? It starts as like, look, let's just do this thing and go our separate ways. But they, they had fun together initially, right? They, they had yes. fun doing this shit. Like they were broing out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then there's just there's just so much DC darkness going on, like under all this, like the shit that that Lele had to do for for Samurai, um, you know, and just all of them being used for different shit, like, and then not telling each other that that was the part that got me, man. Is like I thought when they started to become pros and they started to have more issues that they would lean into each other more but then there was still that little bit of distrust and they just didn't tell each other or trust each other enough fell apart fell apart yeah man we didn't even really get into the vatican either i feel like we didn't even get into the vatican (laughs) man the corrupt priest who would have known (laughs) (laughs) right priests plural because it seemed like they, they all knew what each other was doing too mm-hmm. and i i love uh what what, what was the lady um sarah like yes. her her last thing right is to try to to sneak in back in under the 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 guise of this like righteous thing of wanting to help the poor right and you have this priest who's like look i know all of it i know everything like i know your husband is divorcing you i know you tried to get that land and it got taken away from you. And now you come here crawling back, trying to trying to work with the misguided and the poor who, you know, right now they're the they're up and coming. They're they're worth more money than drugs. And he's like he's like, and don't think I don't see the sinister shit going on in your eyes. And you know, she thinks she's gonna be out again. And she's like, fuck, this was my way back in, but this motherfucker is calling me out, like but he's like, you know, he's like, maybe if you had worked with the right people in the first place, some of these things wouldn't happen to you. And she she's is going to find her way back into this fight too, like through through, you know, a, a, a this this priest who seems to have a, an eye on everything himself, you know? Like so that that's an interesting thing leading into that that second season of that show. God, this show needs another season. I don't know if one was announced or not, but because this was a prequel of a movie, but God, this show needs another season. This was so good, Kaz. Oh my God, this show was phenomenal. I'm telling you, man, I was, I was surprised. I was, I was definitely, definitely surprised. I don't Um, know if I was so much surprised because I think I picked it, but I just saw it and it was like, huh. This is the kind of thing that I like that I need when I need a break from anime and nerdy stuff. This is the kind of thing I watch where I, I need a break from all of that stuff. And man, did it not disappoint. 
the show was so outstanding and just oh my god rome is a beautiful city oh my god despite the racism Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful city oh my goodness (laughs) yeah like despite Um, the rampant obvious overt racism that that you feel for gypsies and black people and any athletes that play soccer in italy oh my goodness rome is a beautiful city it's an like just with everything else just watching the city itself i was just in awe of the city itself there there are these these moments right where i i i start to think that some of it is over the top but then you just realize man it just fits so well right in when i when i think about what i know of like kind of european like kind of thug culture and stuff like that like these are how those kind of people come across in 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 a sense and and they don't actually come across how they would when we see them in movies right and i think it's kind of that same sense of when we see mobsters and and the things that we know here in america right like like gang life in movies it's so much more over the top and it's so much more out there but here it's so subtle and they're so like these weird undertones right like there's so many times in this where where you you think about like the times where early on just kills people right just out and about but then you realize how much in europe like there's this culture that like after dark everybody is at home there's really never anybody out in the streets right um that's for a reason right and you you just think that like holy shit it's you just killed somebody out in just the open street how is nobody around but you realize they're just you're, you're like i've been told by so many people who be who have been in europe they're like after like 10 11 o'clock unless you're in a really particular place there's nobody there right like like the streets are just empty at, at those times so you, you you see those moments where you kill somebody and he kind of half-heartedly looks around like is there somebody nope okay cool like and he just kind of goes about it right like and you're like how does he just get away with that and it's just because that's that's how it is there and in he, he could do that he could there it could be that possibility that he could do that um or or the the what i what i one of my scenes that i love is is him and spadino running from the cops right and you you realize the layout of some place like Rome with all of the like back alleys and tiny streets and shit like that. And, the, you know, the cops are trying to chase them with cars initially, but then they run into all these alleyways and they lose them. And you're like, like that, that to me was so confusing enough. I'm like, how, how were you chasing them through these alleys? Like, like it, it's just crazy. And I, I love those kind of things and i love so much of the subtleness to it too like so oh man this was a fantastic show kaz after some of the things we've watched after some (laughs) of the things we've watched man this was good this was so so good yeah this was definitely Uh, needed 
I, I get the impression that your favorite character was probably Samurai. Samurai and mine was Spadino. And, yeah, I, I I like Spadino, but like there's there's a few other characters I'd put ahead of him, but definitely Samurai Man. Like I I love just kind of old, like grizzled crime guys like that man who are just tired, who should be done, but they can't. You know, and, he, he's and built guess, so much and he's done so much. He just he can't be done. What I just, I guess what I just love about Spadino and, and the other character that I really liked, one Spadino is that he wants nothing more than to live life to the fullest. And man, I appreciate that. Like there wasn't a second where he wasn't away from his family and he wasn't just living life to the fullest. And, yeah. and I love that. And also, Amideo, the, the politician where he, he wanted to do the right thing, but he realized that Man. to do, to do the right thing, you're going to have to do some wrong things to do the right thing. <laughs> he started out so, he started out so righteous, man. He was so righteous. And, and you, you so know me, you know, I, you know, I love like uncorrupted <laughs> righteousness. You know, I love that. Uh, you know what's funny about it, right? Is is American television is corrupted, right? Because you think he's gonna find his way back, right? Because that's what would have happened in an American TV show is he would have found his way back to being a good guy, right? But that that's now, not how it is in Rome. It's not how it is in Rome, or, or or that's not how it is in life, just in general, right? That not everybody always goes to that side and then wants to come back when they see how dark it is, right? And that's what and then, you assume his character is going to do, is he's going to go and he's going to see all of this shit that's happening. And, and, and then and, he doesn't just go into it. He doesn't just lean into it. He dives in head first. And really? then later on, Please. he says to Samurai, he says to Samurai, look, you talk to your people, and let them know that they've got a friend in City Hall, okay? Because yeah. I'm, I'm on my way up, and let them know. You know the thing I love, right, is is he he enjoyed the shadow, right? He enjoyed where Samurai sits, right? Because Samurai sits very firmly in the middle of everything, right? Like, everything has to go through him. Um, And he's like... You could sit on and he he looked at everything, right? He's like, you could sit on that end of it. You could sit on that end of it. You could sit on that end of it. But he's like, this guy sits in the middle and he controls so much of it. And he's like, fuck, that's, and that's where I need That's to be. exactly and what Amadea was going to do with the city government and running the city. Right. He He's not going to run for mayor or anything, but he's going to be in like, I, I hate to make this comparison, but he he's probably going to be like Steve Bannon. He's going to be that guy. Yeah. And and the thing I he's love He's going to be the, the puppet master. The the thing I love the most, right, is as you watch his character grow, I love these moments where he constantly comes back like a kid to a library to samurai like getting another book just to learn a little bit more, right? Like like hold on, I have another question. And Samurai's like, God, leave me alone! Like, stop, <laughs> stop asking me shit. Like, you know, like, just take it leave the it. So he's like, at the end, there, at the end of the series, there, he's like, okay, I, I see that 
I will run things on my end. You are going to run things on your end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why you were asking me all of those questions. Okay. I understand. Okay. We're we're business yeah. partners. Uh, and it's just it's just so funny. I just love it. It's just like I I just love how annoyed Sam Rex. He's just like, what do you want now? He's like, so when you said you were gonna do this and you did this and then this thing and then that he's like it's, you, it's like he yes, said he yeah. he's being an administrator <laughs> like he was being he was learning how to be an administrator so at the end of the series they're both the administrators of rome on each of their opposing sides yeah it's just so it was so cute when you when you fully take that realization right because at first I just I just didn't know what he was trying to get to. I didn't know if he was trying to find a way to just like take over from Samurai or like or find enough information to like overthrow him or what. But he was just like, no, I just I want to learn how to control the middle the best way I can. And once and he found I'm, that, I'm going back to City Hall and I'm going to take care of things on my end. Right. And it's just it's just great. It's just great. Like he and he, I love that he learns so much about politics through all that, right? He's like, man, politics is way more seedy than I thought. He's like, fuck. <laughs> like, God damn, well, I've been doing this wrong the whole better, time. Better dive in. Yeah. And it it's just so good. The 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 thing I don't like is is as he dove in, he just thought he 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 thought too highly of himself, especially with his ex wife, like She's just like, oh, yeah, now that I – he's like, now that I got the power, you want me back, don't you, woman? <laughs> well, she did. Yeah. She did. His wife is so he, much hotter. His current wife he, is so much hotter. He kissed her, and she didn't push him away. No. Every, I told you, there's nobody who is uncorruptible in this series. They're all dirty. They're all terrible people. And I love it. I and goddamn and love the, it. The, the one guy that was the most decent of them all is dead. <laughs> Man, there's a body toll in this first season, too, though. Yeah, there is. And, and half of them are caused by... Uh... Orleano. Yes. <laughs> like, or Livia. She killed a lot of people too, or had a lot of people killed. But goddamn, man, by that man's hands, he killed a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> like, he did. <laughs> he bashes the one dude's head in, uh, shoots the pimp, has the shootout in the gym. Like, goddamn, that kid. He is gangster as fuck. Really <laughs> yes. He really is. And he just does it himself. He just most of them he did himself. Had nobody else do it for him. Yeah. Woo! What a show. Sabura, but yeah, no, it's, Blood on Rome. It's, if if you are like DJM, you will you will take this in from the beginning. Um, I will definitely, definitely, definitely say, if you even at all remotely enjoyed The Wire, even even a little bit, you will you will enjoy this. You will enjoy this. This this hits so many of those good points that the wire hits that it it it, it it's what made the wire enjoyable, which is just being so real and and, and having so, so many relatable. great characters to follow. It just had yeah. so many great characters with story arcs of their own, and then they. 
they merge and then they disconnect and it all works together and it's I five stars. I'm giving Sabora Blood on Rome five stars. This is a five star Ooh. show. Okay. I'm I'm giving this the full five star recommendation. All right. Five stars from DJM. I don't know if I can give it five, but I'm definitely uh, it's it's up there for me, man. It's up there. It's 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 a three or four stars for me. Like maybe so close to four. All right. Well, yeah, we we both recommend it. The two nerdy black guys recommend Sabora Blood on Rome, and I need another season. I need another <laughs> season of this. Like I need a season of Castlevania. Okay. Like I'm ready for another season yesterday. I'm ready for yeah. this now. <sighs> But I'm also ready for you to pick our next show, Kaz. I feel like I've picked a few of them. So, I, yeah. in fact, I'm I'm not even going to open up Netflix. I will let you pick. I, I got to I want to do it. I just have to find a way. Um Oh, wait, Kaz, just... Kaz, I I just realized this this was something that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, no. This is what I'm 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 getting to is I want to do um the new the new Star Trek. Um and Star I, Trek I definitely want to check it out. Do you really want to do this with me, Cass? Yeah, no, I'm I'm super interested. I, I haven't okay. ever really been the biggest Star Trek fan, but people have and been you... so in want of a new Star Trek series. And I think probably the last one Star Trek fans got was Enterprise. Yes, Enterprise. Yes, Enterprise. And enterprise just didn't really hit what it what people wanted but it seems like discovery is doing all the things that new fans and old fans of the series seem to enjoy from what i'm seeing on the on the twitters and all these things so it's it's and peaked your my, your co-host here interest your co-host kaz is is quite the trekkie quite the star trek devotee so we're we're doing it, folks. We're we're gonna talk about. Uh, are are we doing it? Are we locking it in? Yes. Yeah, we're, we'll lock this one in. We'll do this, and probably okay. after this, if we do another thing, it's probably gonna be a movie. No more series for a little while after this. All right. So okay, there it is, and th- this was Kaz's choice, not mine. We're doing Star Trek Discovery, everybody. Yeah. We're doing Star Trek Discovery. Hell yeah! All right. Kaz, what have you got going on? Uh, it's it's been a pretty slow time because uh, we just had a big event. We uh, everybody's still kind of coming back and trying to not be con cruddy from from TwitchCon. So uh, once we know all our all our respective co-hosts are nice and healthy again, we'll get back into the groove, uh, and you can go check out all the things we have done thus far. So go check out. Uh, Sports Odds and Ends that I do with JVZ, produced by the the great DJM. Uh, and check out, if you like kind of more of the silly stuff, uh, the DKG Well podcast that I host with my good friend Curly. And we have a rotating chair of guest host. I'm pretty sure we're going to have some some people who went to TwitchCon coming on next show to talk about all the happenings that happened at TwitchCons, any announcements, any cool things that they got to see there. Um, so. If you're interested in that, check that out. Well done, Kaz. Uh, guys, check out the anime podcast of some sort. It's it's great. Jack's on it. He's great. It's in season. The fall season is really great. We're doing three shows this time instead of the normal two. It's been great. 
Shay's great. Cody's great. And as always, follow me on Twitter. I'm trying not to tweet as much as I have been at just call me DJM. Thank you guys so much for listening. Watch Sabora. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. And, and and let us know. Let us know what you thought. But yeah, watch it, guys. Watch it seriously. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>